Chris. And I'm Jillian. Welcome to Dead to Us, our first podcast on JK Podcast Network, where we will be discussing our one of our favorite shows, Dead to Me, on Netflix. We are going to be talking about season two. So if you haven't seen season one, make sure you go back and get caught up. In this podcast, we will be talking about episode three, You Can't Live Like This, in season two. Before we discuss the episode, as always, some of the language in our podcast may not be suitable for young children. Also, if you haven't seen the episode we're about to discuss, you might not want to listen because there will be spoilers. So let's get right into it. I just want to say rats. A lot of rats in this episode. There are a lot of rats in this episode, that's for sure. It's kind of filmed like a horror movie, just with the camera, walk, the camera behind them as they're walking into the garage, seeing what's jumping in that freezer. And man, disgusting, gross, all those rats that came out of it. Oh, yeah, it was definitely a nightmare scene. It, the great suspense. And then, I mean, oh, my gosh, who would, can you imagine that actually happening? <laughs> No, I don't even like seeing any rats running outside ever at the fruit trees in the yard. That's just disgusting enough for me. Ugh. Yes, definitely. And then there's the whole metaphor of the rats. There's so many things that we're ready to talk about with rats. Yes. I mean, for one, Steve was certainly a big rat, wasn't he? A huge rat in so many ways, a rat in his relationship, a rat in his financial dealings, a rat legally, yes. And a, and a rat having Judy leave the scene of the crime. Yes, yeah, which started the whole thing. And um, remembering last season, a rat that he, wasn't he like hitting on Jen at the open house? I mean... Oh, gross. Yes, yeah. He thought she was hitting on him. Of course. Really gross. Yes. And, and then uh, Judy, you could be said, was uh, a rat in the way that she ratted, ratted him out to the FBI about his illegal business dealings. Yes, absolutely. So she turned him in there, which, you know, definitely is the term ratted out. But then you could also say with her confessing, you know, she kind of ratted herself out to some degree as well. She, you know, had to had to say what had happened. Well, that is definitely true. I mean, we've all known rats. Uh, yeah. I, I dated a couple of rats. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the rat metaphor was very on point here. And that disgusting scene of the rat in the solvent in the bathtub, the bloody rat, that was really pretty gross. Oh, that was bad. Yes. And oh, I can't even imagine. She was pretty bold to even attempt it. When she was gagging, I really thought we were just going to see her vomit, <laughs> like just all over the place. That was really gross. Yeah, that, that was definitely bad. Uh, my share of rats for the week that's for sure <laughs> yes yeah uh, i'm on the tv that's that's bad enough 
<laughs> right? Exactly. However, the exterminator was fabulous. And we'll talk a little bit more about him in the quotes part of the the podcast. Yeah, he was hilarious. He might be our favorite, uh, favorite character of the week. Yeah, you know, he's he's up there with Karen in the quirkiness category in a different way. Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him again. He was definitely funny. Uh, and then on a, a totally different note, something else that we noticed this week were stark differences between Jen and Judy. Yes, they have a lot of commonalities and they're very, very close, but they're very, very different from each other also. Yes, I thought that was really noticeable here. Um because, you know, they have this huge secret, which could just destroy them both. And Judy, you know, has this, this conscience and these feelings that come out. And Jen is just, she's thinking so practically because she's got to protect her sons. And, you know, it just could really explode. For sure. And, and Judy is also... You know, the personality where Jen is always saying things to her, like, don't, you know, like, don't try to uh, put that energy on me or something. You know, Judy is more touchy-feely, karma. Yeah. She me she means well. She has the best heart and means well. Yeah. Yeah. But then I was struck, too, because in many ways, I think I relate to Jen in the very practical sense. So at one point, Jen was saying, we agreed that the best place to put him was this freezer. And right. says, I didn't know I'd feel this way. And it's like, oh, my gosh, how the fuck do you deal with somebody who's saying, well, yeah, I agreed to that. But now I don't feel that way. I mean, that in itself would be very scary, I would think, for Jen, because she just is thinking, I don't know if she's going to be able to keep her mouth shut. That's true. It would be terrifying. And, and we've seen that she doesn't always keep her mouth shut. Yeah. And also Judy, you know, walks around feeling so guilty about everything and everything's her fault. And, and now, you know, she's in another situation like with uh, Ted's death where she's involved. I mean, she didn't kill Steve here, but she obviously helped uh, get the body out of the pool. Mm -hmm. So I would be afraid if I were Jen. That's a really valid point. Yeah. You know, Judy had even mentioned at one point, you know, she was saying, this is my fault, you know, because I brought Steve. Right, to life. Right. So, yeah, she's she's feeling that guilt. Even luckily, Jen, I don't know, luckily, but. Jen reassures her it's not your fault. And then, you know, of course, Jen has this secret that Judy doesn't know about. And it's like, oh, my gosh, all of this stuff that's that, this undercurrent going on. Right. So they they have the com the commonality of having this huge secret. I mean, in a way, they're even they each. Almost, you know, I guess you could say Jen accidentally killed Steve. I mean, just in a fit of rage. And Judy was certainly, it was an accident with killing, running over Ted. Yeah. So they each, uh, they're very even in killing the other's partners. <laughs> they are uh, <laughs> very, very different from each other. But 
you know, another way I'd say that they're the same but different in our little compare contrast uh, school exercise <laughs> is that I, I don't know how many friends they had outside of each other. And, and I remember last week or the week before when Henry said, I didn't know Judy had any other friends. And if we think about Jen, what friends does Jen have? We don't see her talking to any friends about anything. You know, she had her business partner, Christopher, who she's not really that friendly with anymore. And then Karen, I guess you can call Karen a friend, <laughs> sort of. I'd really call her a neighbor. I know people use different terms to different people uh, take different meaning out of the word friends, but I wouldn't actually call Karen a friend. So yeah. they, they're very similar in that way. But again, very different personalities. Obviously, uh, Jen is very in touch with her angry side, I'd say. <laughs> yes. And Judy, Judy isn't. Right. Which, you know, goes to the other side. So it's like, well, you know, will their differences hold them together because they balance each other or will it be their downfall because, you know, they're so diverse. But um, yeah, Jen definitely has that anger, which, you know, is really why they're in this fix now because she killed Steve just her she couldn't hold it in. I guess the heavy metal music just wasn't enough to like, you know, <laughs> release the valve a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, she just went completely off. And um, yeah. And I almost think like Jen, no, Judy is so loving and forgiving. Like it would be in her nature to forgive Jen of this, but, and yet Jen still can't quite admit what really happened and then that keeps a little bit of distance between them as well right and and a couple of uh, things i want to uh expand upon when you said uh that the, about their differences will it tear them apart actually in a way it's also a good thing it's like when you have a a, a good friend or a romantic partner or in a work relationship being different can be an advantage because you each bring different things to the table. You complement each other in different ways. You have different skill sets. So it's possible that it would end up being advantageous for them being different. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And balancing each other like that. If it, you know, if Jen can embrace a little bit of Judy's spiritual, you know, creative loving side. And if, if, uh, did I just say that backwards? If Jen can embrace. No, okay. yeah, right. And then if Judy can can embrace Jen's um, strength, I guess, and um, and conviction, you know, and stick. And practicality. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it looked like they were, they were doing something quite practical in an odd way at the end so they were in that part together well that's true at the end um because of shandy's advice the neighbor girl uh who is really some kind of different character i don't think i've ever seen a child character like that on TV before, have you? Oh, I can't. I can't say that I have. I I really do enjoy her. I. It's funny. I realize I really enjoy these odd characters. Shandy, the 
exterminator Karen. I, they're they're a fun contrast to Jen and Judy. That's that's a really good point. They make the show fun. I mean, it is a fun show. They're definitely fun to watch. But at the at the end, they're taking Shandy's advice and going out into the Angeles National Forest to, uh, I guess, to get rid of Steve's body. Yes, because um, as Shandy somehow knows, that's where all the beings put their <laughs> bodies because there's more bodies than trees out there. So, hey, they're seizing the opportunity of the power outage and they're going to get something done, apparently. I guess we'll see. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not sure yet what's going to happen. It was probably better than dissolving him uh, with solvent in the bathtub or just leaving him in the freezer until she said, till the boys move yeah. out one day. <laughs> just a few years. So, yeah, or putting him in a suitcase, probably not so good. And, and um, one other thing I wanted to get back and talk about, about, uh, there are differences about, I think you said something about not accepting things. And when Judy is you know, still talking about Steve and sitting next to Steve in the freezer, and uh, I don't think she fully accepted the fact that their relationship was done and he was awful to her. I, I don't think she's gotten that part through her brain yet. I still think, you know, at one level she admits Oh, he wasn't great, and we weren't really weren't together. But I don't think in her, in her heart or in her mind, really, that she accepted that. Yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah. at one point, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it reminded me of Jen last season. I think we, it took us a while till we, you know, learned what was really going on with her and Ted, and what happened with the fight when the night that he left. And I think it took her a while to accept what was really going on with him and that they didn't have this perfect marriage. Yeah, I think it wasn't until she found out he was having an affair that really made her confront reality as far as Jen goes. Yeah. And then Judy had even said, which did strike me now that you mention it, um, Judy had said, well, that was the man I was going to marry. And... You know, oh. my thought was, wow, you had gotten away from that, though. Like, you you know, he had left you after these uh, miscarriages. He had, was so controlling. He, you know, was using her, as Jen said, for money laundering. And she's like, I know, I know. But, you know, which is so Judy. So, you're right. Yeah. You sounded like that was great. You sounded just like her there. <laughs> and now I'm remembering last season also talk about not accepting. Remember after she was involved with Nick, who we both mm -hmm. really like, she went back and slept with Steve. Yes. Yeah. And, and she had said later, he's like an addiction. That was an interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Back into old habits, like yeah. an addiction. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe dumping a body in the Angeles Forest is a good way to have some closure. Let's hope so. <laughs> I do hope so. And we wanted to also talk about some quotes for the week. What do you have? Chris? Yes. So um, one of the things that really struck me um, is that at the beginning of the episode, Jen is sitting out. No, I'm sorry. Judy is sitting out by the freezer because 
she couldn't sleep and she wanted to keep Steve company. And um, she's talking to Jen and she says something about him. Like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's happy in the freezer. And he was in like confined spaces. <laughs> he was uncomfortable in elevators. And then she says to the corpse in the freezer, I'm sorry. So that was my quote. Like, Oh my gosh, she's saying it to a corpse. That's how ingrained it is that she needs to apologize for everything. That's really yes. sad. And, and uh, you know, we've talked about how it's, you know, I've definitely been, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I remember making a point to myself saying, I need to stop saying that so much and, and get past that whole people pleaser thing. And Janet, Judy is definitely still a people pleaser. And I think a lot of women are brought up to be, you know, people yeah. pleasers. So it's not, it's not uncommon, but that's another thing that their differences will actually, I think, serve them well, because maybe they'll each evolve again and learn from the other. And, and maybe she'll evolve to the point that she, everything, she won't feel everything is her fault and constantly keep apologizing and diminishing and saying, oh, everything's yeah. okay. See what happens with that. And then I've got a pretty funny quote here from our favorite character of the week, our guest star, the rat exterminator. I didn't get the actor's name, but he was really, really funny. And talking about the rats, he said, they've got razor sharp teeth, dude. They'll Shawshank their way through anything. <laughs> that was great. Love it, and, and how could you not love a quote yes, with Shawshank? Yes, exactly. That was brilliant. Oh, perfect. What so else do you another have? quote that really jumped out at me, because uh, we can talk about this more in our predictions, but um, toward the end of the episode, when the power had gone out and Jen and Judy are coming back into the house, they're talking, they realize, oh, gosh, the power's out. It's the hottest day of the year. He's in the freezer, and I believe they even said he might thaw. And then all of a sudden, Shandy comes on oh. with her flashlight and scares the crap out of him. And um, and then Henry comes out. They he was in there, and he said, "Oh, I'm invisible." And I'm thinking, "Ooh, they might have heard that." Yeah, I thought so. They didn't allude to it anymore in the episode, but I was. Worried yeah, about so that. We'll have to see if something comes of that. And it was so funny that when Shandy had the flashlight and said, I'm invisible. And Jen just looks at her and says, it's great, Shandy. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, you, so yeah. her eyes. So, uh, yeah, Shandy's yeah, something she, else, huh? She's great. It, you know, as a character, as a real child, terrifying. But <laughs> as a character, very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jen said to her earlier on, you've got a lot going up, going on up there, don't you? And, uh, yep, she sure does. Like you said, how, how did she know that's where bodies are buried and the dark web? And, yeah, that's Yeah, I kind of hope there's a little more Shandy in there, too. That would be fun. That would be fun. That's, that's the, the, the uh, girl who plays her is pretty funny. She does everything yeah. very deadpan. Never cracks a smile. It's yes. just so funny. <laughs> Definitely. Do you have any other quotes? And I don't. 
So I was going to ask you if you have any predictions for what you think might happen next week or next episode. Yes. So one thing I'm wondering as one of these um, people who likes the forensic science shows, um, I'm thinking, oh gosh, you know, they put him in the back of her car and they're going up to the Angeles forest. And so I'm wondering if detective Perez is going to come back into the picture somehow and, you know, check out her car. That could be a really bad thing. Oh, that's a good point. I, I don't know. I remember they were playing a funny song or a funny juxtaposition while they were driving. Do you remember what yeah, it is? I think it was I the don't. same one that they played um, that they played at the very beginning, and it was it was that title. The time has come. Oh right, yeah, right, so right. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, looks like the time has come. I guess we'll find out because we're not spoiling ourselves. So we've only seen the first three episodes of the season so far. So I yeah. guess we'll do you see have what any happens. predictions? Any thoughts? <sighs> any prediction? Well, hmm. Do you think they're going to get away with burying him there or is something going to happen and they're going to end up leaving with the body again? What do you oh, think? Oh, gosh. Can you imagine having to bring that body back and put it back in the freezer? Um, well, they've got the benefit of the power outage. So I'm going to hope that they are able to get rid of the body. Maybe they did put him in the suitcase and then they're just going to bury the suitcase. I don't know. But that could be a whole other scene with with Jen and her spiritual saying goodbye. Oh my gosh, that could be fun. Judy, I'm sorry, I'm doing that tonight. Judy. As well, their names are kind of close. Uh, you know what? Now I'm thinking back to weeds again. I think it was the beginning of season five. I'm trying to remember when Nancy Botwin is burying Pilar's body oh, no. in the middle of the desert. So I'm thinking that they will. They will end up burying him just just for my years of yeah. viewing. So I'm gonna go with that. I don't I have no idea what's gonna happen after that. Obviously Perez will be back. Obviously Nick mm -hmm. is going to be back. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. It, you know, it's been it's been kind of nice to have this delayed set grat gratification, but at the same time it's like, oh I can't wait to see what happens next. I know. Now I can watch the next episode before bed yes. tonight. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Thank you for listening to Dead to Us. You can like us, rate us, and subscribe. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. You can email us any Dead to Me topic that you would like us to discuss at jkpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. Thanks for listening and make sure to come back for the next episode where we'll be discussing episode four of season two of Dead to Me. Ciao, everyone. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>